Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful, eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today we'll talk about the famous and fabulous Joe McMonagall. He's quite a guy. Joe was the lead psychic in the Army's 20-year program dedicated to using the psychic powers of gifted individuals to help us in matters of vital national security. His talents helped us greatly in a major hostage situation, and he's been in the Oval Office more than once. In private life, he's been a professional remote viewer for many years. That means he can take his consciousness out of body and travel vast distances quickly. He's best known, of course, as a time traveler. If someone gives him the coordinates, that's the longitude and latitude, where they want his consciousness to travel, he can go there. In addition to working with a a leading research institute, he has continued to do consulting work with the government and for oil companies and others who want information about minerals and geological structures beneath the earth. In his first book, Mind Trek, he gave several accounts of non-military tests using him as the remote viewer. He also gives some instruction on how to develop remote viewing skills, which he says can be taught, and which he's actually still teaching today uh, by online courses at the Monroe Institute. Now, by the time he wrote his second book, The Ultimate Time Machine, he was free from the security restrictions that had applied to him. And so he was able to tell much more of what he'd achieved in the preceding 20 years. He was kind enough to address a small group of us early in 1998 and gave a few examples of his experiences. In one example, uh, from his early work with the Army's 20-year program, he told of a test where for a full working day, he was, quote, in the head, close quote, of a leading scientist who was working on highly classified information. He knew what the scientist was thinking at the conscious level and even had access to some of his unconscious thoughts. When word of this test got around to other branches of government, his services were naturally in high demand. Now, Joe says that if he's given any of two, three reference points, he can go to the destination desired. The three reference points are the time, the coordinates, that's the longitude and latitude, and an event. Uh, In his book, The Ultimate Time Machine, he related in more detail one of the experiences he shared with our group. Now, it was a test where several precautions were taken to ensure that Joe could not possibly know by ordinary means what was in a group of sealed envelopes. Each described a target location or device, and the only instructions he received were, we are looking for as much detail as possible on these targets. For one of them, what he saw at first was unnerving. There were what appeared to be men walking on the surface surface of a very large, placid lake with large rafts in some kind of procession. On closer inspection and a second viewing, he saw they were instead walking on huge rocks just below the surface. 
He also saw them sawing the rocks with a saw, with water-lubricated saws made of soft metal. The surface of the lake was used as a near-perfect reference point for shaving the sides of the stones so they would fit together tightly. There were many other details about how the stones were cut from cliffs and transported to the lake, and how they were then transported to a construction site. As it turns out, the instruction for the target in this envelope were, describe how the Great Pyramid of Giza was constructed. Now, the experiment was conducted in 1983, when Joe and the scientists conducting the experiment went to the experts on this subject at the Egyptology lab at SRI International, they were left out of the room, since this at the time was considered impossible. Accepted scientific belief at the time was Egyptians then did not have saws, and there were no lakes in the area. In May 1994, however, the Los Angeles Times carried an article about American researchers discovering a 4,600-year-old paved road, evidence of saws being used to cut stone, and clear evidence of a lake 66 feet above sea level, all in the area where the pyramid was built. So it took 11 years, but confirmation of the accuracy of that reading did come eventually. Now, in another test not mentioned in the book, Joe was given coordinates and the date, and he found, found himself inside huge pyramids. In reporting to the scientist conducting the test, Joe exclaimed, these must have been very big people. And he guessed he must have been somewhere in South America, perhaps. Imagine his surprise when he learned that the coordinates he'd been given were coordinates for another planet, Mars. He has subsequently written other books, but in The Ultimate Time Machine, Joe McMonagall summed up the impressions he received when traveling back in time to the period when Jesus walked the earth and to the Kennedy assassination with some surprising insights. He's careful to point out that the accuracy of remote viewing is seldom 100%. And in view of the fact that probabilities exist, he is tuning in to just one probability, whether going back to the past or forward to the future. He also points out that the act of viewing a particular future may help to bring it about or impact it in some way. And he gives theories as to how this might occur. Now, with those understandings, he then provides a wealth of detail about probable futures he has visited for the next 100 years with specific predictions for time periods that relate only to a particular decade or a part of it. His subjects are also specific, as he talks about how children are raised, ethnic groups, religious divisions, banking and financial markets, food production, manu <coughs> manufacturing, transportation, air quality, how cities, bridges, and highways are constructed, weather and natural disasters, planetary issues, crime, war, military developments, sports, sex, language, medicine, engineering, power, telecommunications, spaceships, and more. Now, toward the end of his book, we learn about his travels to the year 3000. 
Now, interestingly enough, he appears to be visiting a different probability from the one that Bob Monroe described when he visited the year 3000 in his book, Far Journeys. Regardless of whether the probabilities described actually come about in the world that some version of us experiences, they make for fascinating reading and will be sure to stretch your imagination as to what is achievable. So in Joe McMonagle, we have another example of a human being who, in many respects, is a lot like you and me, a very likable fellow, very down-to-earth. But he's also able to travel through time and space with his consciousness or join his consciousness with another person and report back on what was observed. There's enough scientific data to prove that he's accurate most of the time, so it's logical to conclude that Joe, like the others we've cited in this podcast, Joe is testimony to the fact that we are more than we think we are and that the world truly cannot be what it seems. Now, in the preface to one of his books, Joe quotes from the entity Seth, who channeled through Jane Roberts in Elmira, New York. Both Joe and Bob Monroe, in direct response to my question, agreed that Seth had it pretty much right in his description of the nature of various realities, including that which we experience on a daily basis. That concludes our discussion of Joe McMonagall, and in our next session we'll take a look at Seth's explanation of the world as we experience it, who and what we are, and why we're here. Again, I'm Dan McEnany bringing you Lessons from the Helpful Dead.